Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? What are you? An idiot sandwich. Idiot sandwich what? An idiot sandwich, Chef Ramsay. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Congratulations, you're a meathead, son. But you know what? Don't ever put your hands on my underwear. This is the Where's the yeah, I mean, you really don't make friends around here, do you? I... I didn't come here for that. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Snap Back to Reality, the podcast dedicated to the trash TV we grew up with and love to hate. I'm your host, Riley Ennis, and this is episode 25. And joining me for this episode are my very special guests, Jess and Siobhan of Totally Paused Podcast. Hey! Hi. Or it's I Totally Paused, isn't it? I Totally Paused, yeah. <laughs> We're totally pause pod on social. So that's, that's on the social. Yeah, that's why yes. I have it in yeah. my mind. Yes. Great. So do you guys want to tell the world a little bit about what your podcast is all about? Sure. Um, so Siobhan, do you want to do the honors? <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to let you do the honors. Well, if you can't tell, we're such good friends. Look how consistent we are of each other. Um, but yes, we are best friends and we talk about the most iconic moments in teen pop culture from the 90s and the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So usually we've been doing a lot of the movies, but we'll like get into like other things. Yeah, too. we did an episode about Britney Spears. We did an episode about boy bands. Um, we we want to get into like some TV up. and that kind of thing down the road, but it's mostly movies. Yeah, so but we have an episode of Cribs coming up with Riley. Yes, we do. That's going to be our very next episode. Episode oh, out. Wow. That's so fun. I'm glad it like worked out like this. It's a Seven. crossover event. <laughs> we love a crossover. <laughs> yeah, I really love the episodes that you guys do that are kind of like the little moments, the cultural moments. Like the boy band episode, I think is my favorite so far. It was so Thank good. You. Thank you. So anyway, everyone go listen to that, especially. <laughs> um, but yeah, listen to their podcast. It's really good. Thank you. All right. So this week, I'm really excited to have you guys on. I'm really excited that you guys suggested this because this is a show that I know absolutely nothing about. I was like completely going in blind. Um, so this week, we're talking about the Anna Nicole show. Anna, 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 Anna Nicole. Oh my God. That theme song was iconic. You will sing it for days. learned it was nominated for an Emmy, first off. I was think it really? Justice for the Anna Nicole theme song well, and that whole opening credits. As it should have been. Yeah, that is an Emmy, it should be an Emmy award-winning theme song. Mm-hmm. Yes, it reminded me of, like, I Dream of Jeannie and Bewitched, like, when those old TV shows would yeah. have, like, cartoon openings. Yes, it had a great it opening sequence, too, with, like, cartoon Anna. Yeah, yeah that, I mean, that whole cartoon, yeah. <laughs> the cartoon of her, like, old man husband is hilarious. <laughs> they make him <laughs> her little, like, cartoon stripper pole. I love it. I know. Oh, Anna. Well, Anna so, was, like, a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, she really yeah. was. So this show um, was definitely before my time. I was too young to be watching this, and this was way before I ever Riley. I know, I'm a baby. You're younger than we are. In every single episode. By the way, I'm I'm a child. (laughs) I'm also very, very young, just so you know. (laughs) You're actually a newborn. Yes, I'm younger than everybody here. I'm the youngest person. I just had a birthday last week, so I am, like, feeling in my current age right now. (laughs) I won't say what it is, but... It's a good place to be wherever you are. Wherever you are, there you, you know are. What? It's fine. It's I'll say it. I'm 35, and I'm, like, good with where I am at 35. I can't. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm going to go the Mariah Carey route and just be like, I have anniversaries now and no birthdays. <laughs> like, how Mariah Carey, that whole Facetune app, she's like, I'm not acknowledging that this app exists. I'm like, same. Mm-hmm. Same Mariah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I don't really have any kind of personal background with the show because of that. So I'm really interested to know like what you guys thought when it was airing. I think we feel differently about it. 
<laughs> I love I love a buxom blonde. This is Siobhan speaking, by the way, for you guys. Um, I'm someone like I love people like Marilyn Monroe, and so Anne Nicole is someone that I just like love a buxom, bubbly blonde. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like my dream aesthetic that I want for myself or something. Yeah, but I I was enjoyed- always like, following her. Yeah, I enjoyed her show, and I my heart went out to her, but I. I think I saw her as a little bit more of like a caricature. Okay, I can see that. Um, yeah. I do remember though, I remember exactly where I was. I was working at a daycare center, actually teaching theater, and I happened to glance at my phone and I had a message from Siobhan letting me know that Anna Nicole had died. I remember yeah. that. <laughs> I remember being in, yeah, at my house, and I think maybe I was, like, home from from work that day, or, because it was 2007, so maybe I was just, oh, maybe I hadn't had, I don't know. I was home for some reason. I remember being, like, I'm so glad I'm home when I heard this news. I'm just so <laughs> glad I'm home. So like, because this is back when, like, CNN, it must have been a slow news day, because it had, like, it was all day. <laughs> it was, like, all, like, it was at the hotel, because it was at the Hard Rock Hotel in Florida. February 2007 that's when she died and that's off the top of my head that wasn't even recent that was yeah very impressive (laughs) yeah but I guess I just been following her because she was just someone like also the media followed so much so it was kind of hard not to know what was going on if you kind of followed celebrities and kind of like tabloid and gossip at that time because that's like really all it was for her Mm -hmm. because it started off with like playboy and that's where she became famous because she was playmate of the year but then I think like her demons and addictions were starting to get the better of her. And so she really didn't like legitimately work for that long until she became like, you know, as Jessica said, kind of like a caricature of herself, mm-hmm. which is what led us to the Anna Nicole show. Yeah. And the, the later Anna Nicole years, like I guess 2006, 2007 was really when I was kind of more aware of her presence. Cause that was when I was really starting to get into that celebrity culture and like following the blogs, like Perez Hilton and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't have that like iconic. I remember where I was. I ironically, I do remember where I was for Michael Jackson. <laughs> Like yeah. that, at least I have. But that um, I think came in a text message from you too, because I remember that was the summer that my husband, who was my fiance at the time, and I did nothing but play Mario Party, and yeah. we were playing Mario Party, so we weren't seeing like the news updates, like on everything. I think you were the Siobhan were the one who texted me, and you were like, "Oh my!" I think what you said was, "Oh my God, holy MJ," and I was like, did "Wait, I? what?" Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "What? <laughs> Hold on, what?" And we um. Yeah, we turned off the video game and we saw. Oh my God, Siobhan, yeah. you're like a little angel of death. Just <laughs> I was like, God, I, like, I guess Jessica's like the first time. I'm like, I have to text someone to tell someone that someone dies. I'm like, Jessica, this is who died. <laughs> yeah, so I don't, I remember Michael Jackson. Like I remember I was at my ex-boyfriend's house, yada, 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 all that shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Anna Nicole, I don't remember the moment, but I definitely remember like the fallout of all of that. Cause that was when I was really into watching like the soup and things like that. So yeah, that was when like the stuff kind of hit the fan. Yeah. Just a lot the media of circus that really yeah. surrounded all of that. I mean, from like Danny Lynn's birth onward, just mm-hmm. everything. Correct. Exactly. Literally, Even like my days. grandmother. Can I tell you? I had dinner tonight with my 84 year old grandmother, and <laughs> I said, like, to my husband, like, oh, you know, we have to get home because I have to record this podcast. And my grandmother was like, what podcast? And I was like, oh, you know, we're going to talk about the Anna Nicole Smith show. <laughs> and even my, I expected her to not know who that was. And even my grandmother was like, how is your daughter doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know, but I'm sure Siobhan will. I will, I will let you know. 
I do. <laughs> She's doing very well. Actually, what's nice about that, so for people who don't know, what happened was, so Anne Nicole, she had a daughter and then she passed, to make the story just short as possible, um, passed away. And at the time she had married Howard Stern, who we'll talk about because he's a part of the show. Howard and K. Stern. Howard K. Stern, not the radio not personality. Show, no. Yes. Yep. It's very important, the K. <laughs> So he was like her best friend, her confidant. He had was her lawyer, basically kind of like <clears throat> did everything for her. And they got married like shortly before she died. So after she got married, this guy, Larry Burkhead, came out and said, I believe I'm her father. It just, you know, matches up from when we were together and we had dated. And there was a whole paternity fight. And it turned out Larry was the father. And Howard, like, you know, did not fight it and just, you know, gave up. Because uh, he did have Danny Lynn after um, Anna died. He was the one taking care of her. And I was curious, because I was like, I wonder if Danny Lynn even knows who he is. Like, I wonder what happened to Howard K. Stern. So Larry Burkhead said that Danny Lynn knows who he is, that she knows that it was his mom's friend. Uh, I mean, her mom's friend. And he is like someone they work together with because he's the executive her, of her estate. And apparently they get along great. Like, I don't know how close they are. I don't know if it's like, you know, because they live in Kentucky, I believe, Larry and Danny Lynn. Mm -hmm. Larry's very, what like really is like kind of cool about Larry is that he has always really been careful about when he like brings Danny Lynn out in public. Like he really has wanted her to live like a normal life as a kid. Um, the oh, only she public, <clears throat> she's going to be probably 12 if Anne Nicole. Because I have no sense of like years. Yeah. thirteen. So would it would be her 13th birthday this year yeah wow. so the only major thing they do every year is so larry and Anne nicole they met at the kentucky derby so if you notice you see them every year at the kentucky derby um which so the main thing they do every year isn't even hollywood which i really like um and they did a guest campaign once because Anne nicole did a guest campaign and he's always been very vocal. Like, he's like, I'm not trying to, like, have her live that life. That's, like, her decision. And I think he's telling him he probably just doesn't want that same thing to happen sure. to his daughter that happened to Anna Nicole. You could tell. Like, it's just very obvious that he's very cognizant of that. What is Anna Nicole, like, where did she come from before Playboy? What's her deal? So she was, Maybe. she was born in Texas. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, we can give like the background on Anna Nicole. Um, oh, I don't, yeah, you go ahead. <laughs> well, she also, yeah, she was like a stripper. Uh, she had a, her first child when she was like 17, um, mm -hmm. out of wedlock. She was working as a stripper. Eventually she married some guy, but it wasn't like a great relationship. Yeah, and then it was actually. The father of her son. Yeah. Oh, it was just, the father of her son. Okay, great. We met at a chicken, uh, like at like a Kentucky, not a Kentucky fried chicken, but like one of those types of places. Oh, so that like explains the chicken in the opening of the Anna Nicole yeah, show. Yeah, that's where song. she worked. Yeah. Club. <laughs> and oh, so then yeah. it was at the strip club that she met J. Howard Marshall, who was the billionaire that she married and they were together for like, what, eight or nine months before he died? Yeah, maybe like married for that long. Um, I'm not positive. It was probably no more. I think it was probably like two years that they knew each other because he would like come around to the strip clubs and like that's how he obviously met her. And um, yeah, so I think they were together for a little while before they finally got married. Hmm. 
and then yeah but he died very shortly after that and that was before he had put her in the will and so that's where the huge lawsuit saying that mm. she had been promised you know half of his estate and um i mean i'll get into this and like the, where are they now at the end but <laughs> yes. yeah a billion dollars like the coke industries which of course is horrible so it's like maybe for the best that anna nicole wasn't like very closely linked with that but um it's just interesting that that lawsuit went on for as long as it did even past her death and to the point where like howard k stern is was still fighting the battles in court and on danny lynn's behalf i think it's technically mm -hmm. is still going on something within the last couple years i read about it and like some decision was made i i don't know what the like specifics were but basically it's still going yeah so it's just like wild that that has continued on for decades crazy. yeah i think it will for the rest of everybody's lives like i don't think it's i like, don't think poor danny lynn is getting that money people Sorry. just keep dying and then their uh next to kin just keep continuing the lawsuits because it was <laughs> anna versus one of j howard marshall's sons but anna also at one point linked up with his other son and then the son that they were fighting against died, but then his widow took up the like battle. So it's just like insane oh. that it's gone on for that long. Well, think about it. If J. Howard Marshall was like, how old was he when he died? Was he in his 90s? Um, think about how old his sons were. His sons had to be at least in his 50s. Right, <laughs> right, right. You know, like, and how old was Anna when she married him? I think she was 26. Mm. Yeah. Can you imagine being that man's like 50 something year old son and having to deal with Anna Nicole as your like your stepmother? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't blame them for fighting her no. on it. Like I don't blame them at all for like being like, who is this woman that came in at the very this. end? Yeah. Yeah. I'm very torn on that because on one hand, I'm just like, yeah, I mean, like they're his sons. Like it, of course you like grow up your whole life and then at the very end, like of your father's life, this woman who's half your age comes in uh, mm. and says that she's owed she half the estate. Granddaughter easily. But on the other hand, I'm also just like, all right, Anna, get the bag. Like, come on, girl, girl power. Rob the rich old white man. This is a feminist podcast, so. Yeah. He loved her. She made him happy. So she deserves a little bit of money. She like, deserves something. Or she does. Yeah. It's sure. just a settlement. A few million dollar settlement. That's nothing. A billion dollars is too much money. Yeah. No, she doesn't need that much. No, no, no. No but one needs that much. Deserves a little bit. She, she definitely deserves, deserves at least a few million. Exactly. Agreed. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the background of the show itself. Um, it premiered on E! on August 4th, 2002, which was actually the seventh anniversary of J. Howard Marshall's death, which is really interesting. Um, and so it ran for two seasons before it was canceled partway through season three, but they had just kind of finished airing whatever episodes they had finished filming for season three. Um, and the reason why it was kind of came to be is because in 1997, the E! True Hollywood story on Anna Nicole came out and it was huge. I think it was like the biggest True Hollywood story that they had done at that point. People loved Anna Nicole. They were so fascinated by her and her life and this battle that was going on for the money, like this rags to riches story. I mean, and everyone loves a buxom blonde, I think. Like that's... Yeah. Hey, I do. <laughs> America's sweetheart. So, Yeah. <laughs> Um, so E was really kind of raring to get back on the Anna Nicole train and like utilize her. Um, so after the Osbournes premiered a few months before that and started to do really, really well on MTV, E was inspired to go ahead and start filming a documentary style show on Anna Nicole Smith. So that era that makes, oh yeah, that's... it's like, 
it cool. links to the Osbournes, but also it paves the way for the Kardashians, which of course was E's huge hit. So it just is really like a cornerstone, I think, of reality TV that people don't really realize. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so many of the situations, though, were highly produced, uh, just kind of Anna doing her thing. So, like, the producers would send her out, like, in this episode to a dating service or, like, getting her a pet psychic. But all of her reactions and things were genuine, which I think is what endeared people to her in the show. Yeah, she, she didn't say, I don't think you could script her if you wanted to. <laughs> no. When I was watching the episode, I was thinking, I, I don't, this might sound mean, I felt like I was glimpsing a little bit of, like, Honey Boo Boo's future. I, okay, no, I 100% in every single one of her confessionals was reminded of Mama June. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm, like, shook by that. I'm glad that I'm not the only one that saw the connection there. Oh, my God, I'm so shook. Yeah, yeah, you have a thing. I think you have a point there. Oh, my God, totally. Very much Honey Boo Boo, I definitely see. I just started following Honey Boo Boo on uh, Instagram, and it's a a wild ride. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I don't follow her, but... I don't follow her either, Jessica. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, just in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> this is a tangent, but I was just accepted to a Leilene or Smiley from Flavor of Love, her private Instagram. So I follow her now. I'm very excited that she accepted my request. I totally wow. remember her. I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> she just posts like selfies in the dark, honestly. It's kind of boring, but you know, I'll still stand for Smiley. And that's private? Come on, girl. <laughs> I know. It has like, I don't know, 30,000 followers, but it's still private. Yeah. <laughs> oh, honey, honey, boo boo loves a selfie. Yes, she, she loves a square selfie in front of like another selfie of her that's blurry. You know what? Actually, I think Honey Boo Boo and Danny Lynn are the exact same age. They could be. That I'm makes pretty sense. sure Alana was born in 2006 as well. Honey Boo Boo is wearing a sweatshirt that I also own. Okay, <laughs> turn this off now. Uh, it's the white one with a rainbow flag on it. We both got it at Old Navy. <laughs> Good taste. Yeah, I can't, can't knock her for her style now, I guess. Um, and so the only other thing I wanted to kind of touch on for the background of the show is just that it was kind of controversial. A lot of uh, critics and viewers thought that Anna was being exploited. Um, and that I really appreciate you picking this episode because that kind of is touched on as well. So um, I don't know. What did you guys think? Did you think it was exploitative? I mean, Anna says it herself in the episode. She literally says, like, well, as long as I'm getting paid for it. So. I think she's more no. in on the joke Get than a, girl, a lot of I people guess. realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think because, and that's why I also heard from people say, because in her, like, um, I guess you would call them her diary room uh, moments, she's a little more calm, a little more, like, clear put together and I think that's like the real Anna like if you were just talking to her that's like how she would be acting not kind of like that like more slurring being weirder like I think that yeah. she knew was I the think it's a little bit for- different too than like so when we talk about like exploiting like I think of like um the teen mom girls right like Amber mm-hmm. for example she with all like her slurred speech and stuff like I found myself like thinking of Amber a little bit watching this and Amber is someone who like if she wasn't putting her life on tv for us to watch and talk about she would be living in like complete poverty where like Anna Nicole didn't really need this mm-hmm. so I don't feel as bad well, Anna actually with <laughs> a good financial spot in this moment even though she's in this house I don't know if he paid for this house which is totally well no I think she 
bought it. But she was living in like an apartment at one point, and then like they were living in a smaller house when with like her son. So I don't think she was in the best place financially. I think this show helped her get back yeah. on her feet a little bit. I don't bit. know. I just feel like it's not the same. Like, I feel like Anna Nicole was never going to end up on the street where, like, Amber very well could if she mm-hmm. wasn't on MTV. Well, I think it's well, just all, like, the drug stuff. Sure. With, like, I mean, you know. I think it's just, like, any sex worker because she was a sex worker. She was a stripper. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, like, you're you're savvy like that. You, like, kind of harness, like, you recognize that people are going to objectify you and exploit you, and you're, like, savvy enough to harness that and be, like, okay, that's fine because I'm going to make a profit off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think, yeah, she was definitely self-aware, more self-aware than someone like Amber from Teen Mom. I'm definitely more self-aware than someone like Amber well, from Teen really Mom. That's what her whole career was because it went from stripping to Playboy and, like, modeling, just always using her looks and body and personality to, like, you know, get from place to place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this episode in particular, I'm really glad that you picked. I think this is my favorite of all of the ones that I could find on YouTube that I tried to binge <laughs> yeah. watch beforehand. Um, so tell me why you wanted to talk about this episode. I felt like it just had so many different like moments in it that I was like, there's so many good things to talk about. Because, well, for one, like we'll get into this, but when she talks to Patty Stanger, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> Patty Stanger pre like millionaire matchmaker. Um Jessica could talk about this, but when they went car shopping, the car she bought was a car <sighs> Jessica had. So I was like, oh, Jessica's totally going to connect to that. <laughs> oh, boy. I literally almost cried. We'll get into <laughs> And then we had a Bobby Trendy moment. So there was, like, I felt like a lot of things that, like, got into the show that, like, reminded me of, like, a typical Anna Nicole episode. A lot it happened. It felt very much like a slice of, like, the time. Yeah. A lot happened in the episode, too. And they tried to make it seem like it was one day. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It was like a big day for Anna. God. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, and next we had to go here. And I said, like, yeah, right. Like, I, each one of those things took one day at least. <laughs> what did, how early in the morning did you have to wake up to fit all of that in in your day? <laughs> yeah, there's just no way. All right. So this is, do you know what season and episode this is? I have no idea because it was just like YouTube. <laughs> Yeah, it, I actually thought it was season two, but so because she was singing her own theme song at one yeah. point, so which I thought was cute, and so I was. But it's season one, episode twelve. So I'm assuming that the show had started to air, and so maybe mm-hmm. this is like a one B type season. You know what I mean? Where it's like they kind of film episodes afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So season episode, one, episode twelve, the Halloween yes. party, as it's called on YouTube. Mm-hmm. All right, so we get a cold open, and I just, like, love these. It's just Anna giving these little quips at the beginning of every episode, and this one I think is my favorite, just, like, standing on a balcony with, like, a fabulous backdrop and just says, some people say it's a man's world. Well, maybe it was until Eve came along. (laughs) And then just right into the theme song. It's just so good. It's so Anna. She always had these cute little quips and stuff at the beginning of each episode. Yeah, I like that. So we get our theme song, which we've already talked about how much we love it. Um, The only other thing I wanted to say is, like, why did they choose that headshot for poor Kim? Oh, yeah. And that, like, you could tell it was supposed to be a glamour shot because she does have, like, her makeup and stuff done, too. (laughs) Ooh, that, I think Kim's hairstyles are probably the thing that, like, date this show the most. I I feel like... I expect that Kim, I'm sure, was a lovely person, but I 
would have expected Anna to have like a more glamorous assistant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I, it was because I knew that I was reading before I started watching. It was like her purple haired assistant. So, you know, I'm thinking I have like long flowing blue hair and I was kind of picturing the same thing. I was thinking, no. I was like, Anna, if she wants to have like purple hair, cool. But like, Anna can't get her like a better colorist to do that. Yeah. I don't know. Anna probably does it herself. I could see Anna oh. being like, I'll do it for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, get in the bathroom, mama. Let's do this. Yep, yeah, I believe it. Um, she met Kim at like a resort where Kim was working the front desk. Really? And like Kim helped her with like her computer or something. And then like they got to talking and somehow she got, you know, this job working for Anna for a few years. Okay, I'm so glad you know that because I didn't really see a lot of information on like how they came together. Um, it's hard to find information on her in general. I was trying she to get has scrubbed updates. herself. She what? She's like scrubbed herself from the web. Mm. Yeah, like you cannot find anything about what she's doing now. And Mm-mm. part of it, I kind of do like that she's not one of those people that tries to like write a book. <laughs> write a book, like try to like be salacious about things she knows. So I'm sure people would have paid her money. I mean, mm-hmm. she was there it seemed like she cared about Anna it made me sad though at one point Anna said like she's talking about like all the things Kim does for her and she goes like and she just does it because she's glad to do it but like no Anna she does it because you pay her yeah and like I'm sure she's she has like affection for Anna like you can tell they care about each other but like this is her job and it just like always makes me sad when you hear like famous people who are like obviously lonely like Anna refer to their staff and you can tell it's like their only friends and it's like but but you pay her. I mean, I see that, but for Kim, I really do think that it's different. I mean, Kim has a tattoo of Anna's face, like, on her arm. I know. I I forgot about that. There's something deeper there, because I was, at first, I was thinking this is going to be, like, a Selena Yolanda kind of thing, like, you're Mm -hmm. too close, but then, no, it's, like, after Anna died, like, Kim just stepped away. She did, like, one interview where she was just, like, no, Anna was great, and she really cared about her daughter, and she was just excited for, like, what was going to happen, and this is very tragic, and then she hasn't said anything since, so I was, like, okay, no, like, she genuinely, like, had a lot of love, I think, for Anna. And to his credit, Howard K. Stern is the same way. He does not make a lot of public comments about her. Really doesn't. And he's the same one. He could make money off that. He could write a book. He could do mm-hmm. a lot. Um, but he really doesn't say anything about her either. He really respects her memory. Hmm. That says a lot about her, I feel. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. I would like to think so. Yeah. So after the theme song, we open with Anna in one of her like talking head interviews. Um, and so this just comes out of nowhere. Like yes. this is just like the middle of an episode. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just like, I'm completely done with Bobby Trendy and I don't want to do anything. Which, like P.S. What a blast from the past. I was like, Bobby Trendy. Like talk with people who I forgot existed from the early <laughs> 2000s. I was so excited For- to see him. Those of you who don't know, Bobby Trendy was like her interior decorator and he was, he was over the top, like very put on. He was like, fabulous. Oh, it's embarrassing. Like, yeah, it's you like very much character. To watch him. Yeah, he's very much like very scripted too. Like when we see him later, like to me, it seems very scripted. He's very like old Hollywood though, like almost like putting on like a Joan Crawford, like oh, so low class. <laughs> yeah, he was very much like the early two thousands sanitized version of like this is an acceptable gay on television. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I just thought it was funny how, as you said, it came out of nowhere. She's like, I've had it with Bobby Trendy with like. <laughs> No explanation, yeah, no flashbacks. Between them? 
that you can tell us about? I'm so confused because the only other episode I saw on YouTube with Bobby Trendy was just like, he decorated her apartment. And then I saw this one out of context and she's like tearing it apart. So I was like, what happened? I can't remember. What I want to believe is that he built all this custom stuff for her, but he like overcharged her and did like a really bad job at it. That's why they're like totally beating up the bed. And like, as you can see, it wasn't hard for Howard to like, because she's mad that like mad at Bobby, so they decide to destroy the bed. And it's like you could tell it is put together really poorly. Yeah, you know he overcharged her and like probably took advantage of her. And I think me, I don't quote me, but that was like what I took from it in my memories. So yeah, they do start like just tearing <laughs> apart this bed, which is kind of this horribly tacky pink satin quilted. I noted that my almost four year old would be obsessed with that bed, <laughs> but for a grown ass woman, Anna Nicole, the whole bedroom is pink. Yeah. Um, there's also this like weird little throwaway line after they take the mattress and the box frame and she's just like, oh, my lock box. There's yes, my money. There's my money. I'm just like, what, what money? I was like thinking, I was like, is this your like estate settlement from like J. Howard Marshall? She keeps it uh, under her mattress. I love how it's so obvious that she went to hide it under her mattress and then forgot she did so. So, you know, at one point she's like, where's my money? I can't find my money. <laughs> that's yes. like, oh. Oh, there's my money. Yes, my fucking money. There it is. Did you clock the pop art portrait yes. of Howard J. Marshall in the background? Oh my god, yes. That was the next thing I was gonna say because I was like, yeah, this is like some weird ass pop art. It's like six <laughs> tall. She, that means she really loved him. She yeah. like yeah. has his ashes. So, like they don't get into it this episode, but the very first episode when I watched that when they were looking for the houses, I forgot like they had like brought his ashes in and everything and. So she has had, his ashes, not his family. They uh, oh, split okay. it. Well, at least she got something. Oh. Yeah, that's the only thing. They divided got. something in his estate. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about divided ashes. <laughs> it's all. Oh my god, my. Do you want to hear a horrible story? So my coworker, her dad died, and he got remarried like a year before he died and so like the wife was like the next of kin and there was all these fights and it's just too much to get into but basically the wife like took his ashes that like because they were splitting up all the ashes so she took every individual thing that was supposed to go to the kids and so my friend like my coworker, like never got her father's ashes what oh. the fuck yeah that's how petty people get when like someone dies and it was just insane it was just like crazy because it's like you literally knew him a year before he died like it's kind of like this crazy like probably how this guy felt like you know but this really was just i know yeah so yeah that does happen but you know Mm. yikes yikes um so yeah they they're tearing up the bed anna's like picking at some of the i guess holes in the loose fabric in the quilted uh headboard and howard is just starts like stabbing it with a screwdriver (laughs) and he's like kicking it apart but like I said you can tell it's really crappily put together yeah Yeah. but it's so funny like I want to know because there's something personal between like him and Bobby Trendy and I want to know what that is oh you think so (laughs) because there was like some there was like some hatred in his eyes when he was like doing I would imagine just like jealous when Anna was like spending time with Bobby and being like buddies with Bobby Trendy yeah, and then, like, he's taking Anna's money that she probably doesn't have a ton of and then, like, wasting it. So that probably pissed him off, too. True. Yeah, he was just like, yeah, Trendy's bed was a piece of shit. It looked like it had holes all over the place. Like, he's just, <laughs> yeah. like, ripping it apart. 
I liked when Anna painted Bobby sucks on the bed, but and used the polish and black nail polish. And but she has like a paintbrush still that she's uh. painting it with. It's really cute. Um, and so then we get like like you said this random cutaway to Bobby that was like very obviously scripted, and he's like, "Well, when I heard that Howard and Anna trashed my luxurious bed, I was appalled." And she said, or he said that like I thought Anna was classier than that, and then this is my favorite, that kind of behavior is usually viewed at the Los Angeles Zoo. Los Angeles Zoo. Like, literally how he talks. Yeah. Like, Bobby Sunday is, do we know? I don't think he's doing much. No, I bet he has an Instagram. Let's see. <laughs> I'm sure. You guys does. talk while I find out what happened to Bobby Trendy. All right, we'll circle back to Bobby. Yeah, so she's writing Bobby Sucks uh, with her fingernail polish. And like, as she's doing so, I don't know if you guys heard this as well, but like Howard's in the background making fun of Bobby and being like, beautiful, glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was. Oh my God, he's so shady. <laughs> and then he has his a little talking head. He's like, the destruction of the bed represented the end of Bobby Trendy in any of our lives, which again is very dramatic. Yeah. Can yeah, Bobby Trendy's it? still around. I don't know what he's is he hanging out with Adam Adam Lambert? That's cool. No, wait, that's not Adam Lambert, is it? Oh, sorry. <laughs> he has a lot of videos. I can't tell what he's doing though with his life. It's just like a lot of stuff. Instagram isn't even verified. Well, he doesn't even have 5,000 followers, I don't think. Yikes. Ooh. Is that really him? I guess it is. It's a, The username is I am Bobby Trendy, so well, of course you know, it is. I could make an Instagram that says I am Bobby Trendy if it didn't already <laughs> exist. You'd have to be I am Bobby Trendy one. Mm -hmm. He posted about Anne Nicole last year. Oh, has he not been posting? Let's see. No, May this year. He doesn't post very often. All right. Oh, do you see the comments on this though? Real quick. So in the picture of Anna Nicole, someone commented and said, oh, isn't this the woman you scammed out of thousands of dollars for your luxurious garments? And he replied oh. and he said, no garments, just over 300,000 in, in decor for her home. I'm in business. Are you? Wow. Trendy. But shout out to that right. person who's still like taking up for Anna. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to go back and look at that later. Okay, so anyway. All right, so then Anna tells us that after, like, all right, well, once we finish destroying the bed, because that was the first item on our, like, agenda today, <laughs> the next thing I have to do is I'm going to, like, an appointment with a dating service. Yep. So she meets up with the infamous, infamous Patty Stanger, so of future Bravo star, millionaire matchmaker. Are I you know, guys so young and fresh-faced in this for her. <laughs> Very early 2000s-tastic. In like, guys, a really like, simple way, and I enjoyed it. Are you fans of Millionaire Matchmaker? Do you watch that a lot? I've only seen like one or two episodes. Yeah, I was, I'm not like, I could only take her for like so long. She's a lot. Yeah, she's a lot. And you know, I can only take negative people on there for so long without having any like redeeming something redeeming needs to come back if I'm watching something negative and I don't know I just didn't get enough from it mm -hmm. I think it was interesting when she said she was a third generation matchmaker I didn't realize is that like generally a thing that people, I, like, if your mom was a matchmaker and your grandmother was a matchmaker you're gonna be a matchmaker I was wondering the same thing I was just like is this your family business that's yeah. gone from like farm people matchmaker to millionaire I literally <laughs> just ago explained what a matchmaker was to my six-year-old and because he, he was singing matchmaker in the car 
with like a towel over his head, like a babushka. And, oh my God. Um, I, he was like, what's a matchmaker? And I, and he's like, it's a person. And I explain, and I go through like the whole thing of how she picks, you know, someone for you to marry and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, that can't be real. <laughs> well, here we are. So, yeah, and apparently it's a family business that you can just get into. Evidently. Um, so, yes, she goes to the Millionaire's Club. And they set up beautiful women with rich men. And Anna's just like, yeah, so I wasn't too shy about going. Oh, She's kind of like, that's kind of my deal. That's kind of my my brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Patty just starts going into kind of her spiel about what they do. So, I thought it was interesting kind of the way that she's explaining millionaires <laughs> to Anna and she's like there are different kinds of millionaires see you married a billionaire (laughs) (laughs) like a teacher like teaching a child about the ABCs she's like there's some men that make a million dollars a year there are some men that make 200 million dollars a year she's things like that um I just think that was interesting she says they just have to prove that they have a million dollars in the bank which I thought also was like, but you, you have to have at least like a million dollars and then 10000 to 20000 extra dollars because that's how much it costs to have or right. a membership in the club. Right. I thought so it was like funny the- when she explains, um, the matchmaker explains her, she's like, you know, they can get their own dates, but it's just like easier for them to outsource it. And it was funny because I, I mean, realized like this was like kind of before the days of like online dating and like dating apps and stuff. And the way she explained it was so funny because I like literally I am the maid of honor in a wedding in September for a couple who met on eHarmony and my college roommate literally said to me like shortly before she met him, she was like, I don't have time to date right now. When I am ready to meet someone to marry and settle down, I am going to let eHarmony find someone for me. That's cool. And that's exactly what she did. And they're getting married in September and we love him. (laughs) Yeah, great. My daughter's godfather. Like, and it's just like, it was funny the way that now I don't know, like in the show, she had to like kind of like explain and justify this to Anna because it just wasn't like a thing at the time. Yeah. Well, yeah, part of me is also thinking, point. oh, I was going to say part of me is just thinking that Patty's talking so fast that Anna just stopped paying attention to her. <laughs> oh, for sure. And then has like no reaction to anything that Patty is saying. But and Anna I think is like, like, I mean, I, I just, I, I wanted to say this at the beginning. When we watched this at the time, did we talk about how dark it was the way that Anna is like slurring all of her words? Yeah. And just that's why people, that's why that lady that is being seen. exploited. Cause yeah. she literally like Patty asks her, she's like, well, what do you look for? Like in a man, what do you like? And Anna literally is like, she like thinks about it. And then is like someone nice. Like what? Like, I just yeah. feel like it, it's very like lights are on. No one's home. And she's oh, yeah. talking to her. All of her answers are just like as, little information as she could possibly give away (laughs) yeah um yeah so she's oh but she does say like oh I want a big guy that I can just like jump into his arms and he can hold me yeah she wants a big bear (laughs) um did you guys see notice that like so Patty's probably drinking like a diet coke or some soda and Anna has like a huge red like slurpy looking drink (laughs) that she obviously brought from like outside the restaurant (laughs) I didn't clock that, but now that you mention it, I think I can, like, visualize it in my mind. Yeah, the contrast was just so funny to me, because it was just, like, this huge-ass drink that was, like, obviously <laughs> some sugary, like, you know, fast-food-type drink. Oh, you know I Anna loves, like, a fountain soda. I, like, yeah. cackled when uh, Patty was, like, so age-wise, you're pretty open. <laughs> when she's, like, because of the, the last one. The last one. <laughs> <laughs> so tactful. So tactful, Patty. Oh, that's the only way you should refer to someone's deceased husband. <laughs> <laughs> the last one, you know? 
I love Anna. It's just like, yep, sure, whatever. I'm obviously only in this for the money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, Patty asked her if there's anything she'd like to do on a date that she's never done before, just besides having uh, the traditional dinner. And I want to ask you guys, did you, like, think of something immediately when you heard that? Because my mind went to something. Like, or right now, what would you do? You're asking, yeah, I could think of other things besides dinner. Because mine, because I was like, okay, it's a millionaire, so I have, like, endless budget. Oh, I was like, hot air balloon ride, that's what I want. Oh. What did you say? Hot air balloon ride. Um, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I would never mind. ride a hot air balloon, but that's a good idea. Oh, my God, Riley. We're such good friends. <laughs> I know, we're linked, we're linked. Well, I just have some friends that went to Turkey. I have two different sets of friends that went to Turkey within a week of each other who don't know each other whatsoever, and they both went on this, like, amazing hot air balloon ride, and their pictures are gorgeous, so I was like, okay, I guess that's on the bucket list now. I have a friend who married a very wealthy man, and they got engaged on a hot air balloon, and then their wedding was, like, all, like, very tastefully, like, hot air balloon, like, accents mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. that's cute see that's like it's a romantic thing it's a good date if you have endless budget if they actually there's a video of their, <laughs> there's a video of their engagement and he says something about how like he was proposing on a hot air balloon because life will have like ups and downs and he wants to be with her through like the I don't know oh silly but it was kind of cute that's cute yeah yeah but- I would never get on a hot air balloon but I don't know I don't know. Now I feel like I'm on the spot. I can't think of something good. We can circle back. Yeah. yeah. All right. If you think of your like super special first date, let me, let us know. Yeah. Well, um, but Anna. Mine was like some kind of like live music, like deluxe situation. See, that's fun too. Although um, she was taking me on that tomorrow. So I don't even need a millionaire. Yeah. Riley, my work, they offered uh, tickets to me like for just, they offered it this, like someone higher up than me. And then he came out and he was like, would you want these tickets? They're for John Mayer at Madison Square Garden. And it's like VIP in like a club box. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would oh, like that. My God. So we're going tomorrow. <laughs> like, it'd be all free. We just have to pay for our train ticket basically. Cause we're just going to take because we're in New Jersey, so we'll just take the train up to Penn Station, which is which right is there. Easy, yeah. Yeah, um, that's where Madison Square Garden is, is at Penn Station, too, so. That's awesome. Are you, do you, is it like a meet and greet, or is it just like a VIP section? No, I think it's just VIP section. Okay, because I was about to say, John My- Mayer did have a reality show, so I was going <laughs> to be like, I get him on my podcast. Wait, he did? Yeah, it was, I'm pretty sure it was called John Mayer Has a Reality Show, question really? mark. Really? I think Random. so. Random. Do you know I was like it. comedy too? What was I that? did hear that. What did you say? He does stand up comedy too. Oh, I had no idea about that. Yeah. He sometimes goes to like the comedy store in LA and does stand up. He's an interesting fellow. I've kind a of very he's very interesting guy. Fallen out of my like pop cultural zeitgeist recently. So I don't know if he's been up to things in particular other than going to the comedy store, I guess. Yeah. No, he's just still doing music. Yeah, I didn't really like listen to his most recent music either, but I like it. Like the stuff that I had heard, I, I was like, to him in use, but he's one of those people. Like, sure, I'll always go see John Mayer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's yeah. gonna play "My Body Is a Wonderland." Your body is a wonderland. Someone's body is a wonderland. Body is a wonderland. Yep. Whose body yeah. is a wonderland? More bodies are a wonderland. Body is a wonderland. Yeah. Very body positive. Yeah, <laughs> that's what like they kept talking to me at work about it too. But like, can you get video when he plays your bodies of Wonderland? Because also we're all Office fans too at work, <laughs> obviously. Daughters, and I'm gonna cry. I know uh. you probably are. Yeah, don't embarrass me there, Jessica. Okay, this my is, best. Like, professional. <laughs> so anyway, 
All right, back to Anna Nicole. Um, so she she was just so the question was like, what's your cool special first date? And she just goes, can't think of nothing. Oh, <laughs> God bless. But you know, some guy probably never really tried to impress her so hard to do anything like that. Like all guys probably just you know did take her out just to dinner at the most. I know, but just like dream big. You're in Hollywood now. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think she just has low expectations on how she's probably treated. I felt like she like didn't really want to be there. Like she said at one point in one of her like talking heads, she was like, yeah, she was trying to get more information out of me, but I like wasn't into it. Yeah. So I think it's just one of those things where it's like the producers made her go to this and she was like, okay, sure, whatever. This is like one thing I have to do today. Did you guys notice at this point, it kind of, the camera kind of panned and you see uh, Kim and Howard just like (laughs) behind her. (laughs) Three feet behind them. (laughs) I was like, do you think like Howard had like an earpiece and like Anna, like he told Anna like what to say? No, Anna had the earpiece (laughs) and Howard's like, don't don't say anything. (laughs) Like we're just talking about the hobbies. Painting. So you like to paint. <laughs> I love that she's like, well, I don't. I love that Anna's like, I like painting when Patty's like, do you like working out? Do you keep in shape? And I was just like, gross, go away. <laughs> Actually, I would like to say I was surprised at how I imag- remembered Anna being so much bigger. So I don't know if she already started losing weight at this yeah. point. No, I was like, one point, Anna had like the curves and the booty before it was in style. That's what I have that written in my notes later on when they're getting dressed for Halloween. But I was just like, she's just thick. Like she would do great in 2019. Mm -hmm. I think then then they did, when they were showing the Kimmy montage, they did have like a part where I was like, oh, maybe she does look like a lot bigger there. So I have a feeling she might've started losing like a little bit of weight at this point. Because I was like, she, like, I don't, think this isn't like as people made such a huge big deal about her weight I was like this isn't as like crazy as I remember yeah I didn't think it warranted all of the talk that happened because I remember that I remember like you know that one iconic photo where she's wearing like the mint velvet dress or whatever Mm -hmm. people just like tore that apart tore her to shreds but I was just like she looks fine yeah. And that's like a lot of the, her day-to-day wear is obviously like super tight. It was like another thing. If she just like dressed appropriately for like her like size, like she yeah. would look so sexy and gorgeous. Like, you know, people like those curves. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I did want to say when she says that she likes to paint, I was just like, well, we stan a blonde pop culture icon who likes to paint a la Britney. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Britney likes to paint too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we uh, saw her work earlier writing Bobby Sucks. That was painting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then also, uh, Patty asked her what kind of food she likes best. And she says anything except for sushi. And I was like, friendship over. Anna and I are done. That hurt me too. Together. I know. So sad. So yeah, that's kind of it. Uh, other than asking about like, what kind of music do you like? And she says classical rock. That's classical kind of rock. Yeah. <laughs> That is that heavy metal headbanging stuff. Yeah. I, I know. Like, I would have loved to heard specific bands. I know. I want to know what she was into, but I was just like, she's she not like anything. I can't picture her having like a favorite band. Yeah. But she just sounded like such a mom being like, well, I don't like that heavy metal, that headbanging. <laughs> I don't like that noise. That loud. Turn that shit down. Yeah. And so, yeah, she says that, you know, she felt good about getting a date afterwards, but I don't really know what comes of that I don't think anything substantial came of her meeting with Millionaire Matchmakers Club no at the end of the episode we see like a clip of she says like you know tune in next time to see my date and it's a guy who reminded me like very much of Woody Allen yeah (laughs) "Yeah." but then I was like well we know she's not picky it just depends how 
Oh, ridiculous. Yeah, I don't remember that episode, so I'm sure it did not go far. So this was an interesting editing choice, but as Anna's in her talking head being like, oh, I feel good about getting a date, there's just like a swipe transition, and then it transitions to her being like, people always talk about my purple-haired assistant, Kim. (laughs) That's like a lot of reality shows, like I feel like the Kardashians, they have like maybe a couple storylines that like will weave in and out, but this is just like, this happened, then this happened, then this happened, then this happened. (laughs) Like, we need to talk about this now. We're going to introduce the idea of Kim. Mm -hmm. I don't think they can keep her straight on, like, one probably linear storyline for an episode. I think these, like, small one-off, like, scenes were the best way to go. It was probably exactly like that as she was in the confessional. It was just like, yeah, I feel good about getting a date. You know, people always (laughs) tell me. (laughs) And they're like, we're going to just put in a swipe really quick to make it look like it was an actual transition. Um, so yeah, she's saying that, you know, this is, we kind of touched on, but she's like, she's also my friend and we get like a montage of these different Kim moments throughout. I don't know if these were like clips from earlier episodes that had aired or if just like B-roll footage. What do you, do you know? Combination probably. Okay. You know, probably B-roll actually, because I think it probably is just like scenes they hadn't used yet. Well, I want to see the scene that involved Anna in roller skates, because that was the first thing we see, <laughs> like her falling down and Kim trying to like lift her up. I know. I would love to go roller skating with Anna. Whatever. Like, I feel so bad too, because you know, that was just like e-producers being like, strap these on, we're going to film you. <laughs> Jessica, do you know someone who did like roller skating Olympics or something? Yes. So I went, <laughs> I went to college. I'm having a hard time talking about this because this person turned out to be one of the worst people I know. But he, before, um, when we were friends in college, I learned that in high school, he had been like a competitive um, figure roller skater. So we would go roller skating sometimes in college because he and his girlfriend, who I was like best friends with, both like to roller skate. So sometimes in college, we would all just like go to the roller skating rink and go roller skating. And one time we were there and we were all theater majors and- one time we were there and someone like skated up to this guy, this friend of ours and was like, I know who you are. And like said his name. And he was like, you were like such a great figure skater. You used to do like this and this and this. And my friend was like, um, Oh, you know, yeah, I'm an actor now. And the guy legit went, no, you're a roller skater. <laughs> <laughs> I never even heard of Holy hell. And my sister's a figure ice skater. Like I didn't even know that was like a thing. Yeah, no, apparently. I didn't know, like, not only is that a thing, but there are fans that are, like, invested enough to, like, know know that. Like, a coach or something and, like, remembered him, but he, (laughs) yeah, he had to have been on the inside, I would hope. God. (laughs) And this particular guy that I was friends with, he was, like, one of those people, too, that, like, was such, like, a rant. Like, he could, like, walk on stilts really well. Like, he was one of those people... He's in the FBI now. He was one of those people that you were like, of course you were a figure yeah, roller skater. Of course yeah. you were. Like, I don't know. So they also showed Kim and her, like Kim also taking care of Daniel and everything. Which, like, poor Daniel. I know. I feel so bad for Daniel because you can just tell that he really does not want to like be a part of this in any way. But he like, you know, loves his mom. So oh, yeah. I know. That too. So it's probably was just so difficult for him to watch all this and like be a part of it. I know. It's just so tragic too. Like just knowing the whole, what happens with Daniel and Anna and everything. It's just, it's hard to like see him. as like a really young, innocent kid. 
Yeah, that's like those are like the saddest moments. Like so he's very think about what happened. To, did did he die? Yeah, he died like three yeah. days after Danny Lynn was born in, in the hospital room. What happened to him? It like came back to me. Yeah, okay. so he was like it was like a drug overdose, I think. Um, in the hospital, like with Anna and the baby. Oh. And so just really horrible. The whole situation is so weird because it was like three days after Danny Lynn was born, he died, and then two or three weeks after that, she and Howard had their like wedding ceremony thing, and you know, within months after that, Anna died. So it's just like a really strange, dramatic, and tragic time. It makes you wonder, like, how long he had started abusing methadone, because it seems like that whole entire house, like, Howard definitely does not seem sober, like, during, like, Mm -hmm. and, like, I don't know, Kim is a little more with it, like, I I don't know what Kim's deal is either, Um, but Kim actually said in one of those interviews, well, the one interview she did after Anna died, that there was methadone like she was taking back then too so this was 2002 to 2004 so um who knows like you know how long they'd all had been abusing it it probably just took a toll you know on their bodies especially daniel being like so young yeah it's just really sad because yeah kim is just like oh your dentist called and you missed your appointment so i'm taking you tomorrow and it's just like so innocent yeah um, like peeling oranges for Anna. I know, and she's just like, oh yeah, she she craves oranges all the time. She eats six oranges a day. Also, this is like the only scene where her hair looks good, in my opinion. Oh yeah, like, that back, yeah. Episode. When it was yeah. like, yeah, the clips and everything. It was dated, but it looked better than the other styles. Time, yeah, yeah. I think that was the first episode that scene was from. But um, yeah, so she says like, and Anna's just like, I feel safe with Kim, which is really sad because it's yeah. like there probably aren't a lot of people in her world that she feels safe around. Yeah, probably a huge deal to her to feel safe around and she someone. She says at one point that Kim has only been with her for like two years. It's yeah. not even someone that she's known forever. Yeah, I definitely wrote that in my notes too because that's like when they're buying a car for her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, what was interesting was like you know she says like she's a very special person. Then we like get a clip to you know Anna and Kim somewhere in a kitchen or something um and Anna's like Kim are you gay and Kim's like no and then Anna's like I'm gay I love everything or something like that just like gay isn't happy but I was like Kim I definitely thought she was gay watching this episode or watching the season before we got to the scenes like in the party yeah me too so I don't she just has like a butch kind of energy yeah but I also no, this is also like 2002 right. where like you wouldn't be as open about it as you are now. So maybe even if she was like say bye, like I don't know if she wouldn't necessarily have like come out and said that because mm-hmm. like I think just it was a different time back then. For sure. And even like we had like the characters, like we had like the first Queer Eye and we had like Bobby Trendy, but there were not, it was not the same for women. I don't know. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, what at this point was the L word even airing? I don't, I don't know the timeline on that. Had like Ellen and that was it. Yeah. Yeah, But like you were saying, Riley, like Bobby Trendy, someone like, oh, this is a type of gay that that, we're okay with you being on TV. Like you may have like, it was still very much that era was going on. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was interesting that it was, because there was even something that I was reading in my research where it was like, Kim is Anna's assistant and there is like unknown sexual tension or something to the effect of like, maybe they had a relationship as well that was more than friendship. Mm-hmm. So oh, I was like, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Who knows what went on in that house, to be honest. But I mean, I wouldn't be shocked at a lot of things. Uh, yeah. 
Um, so then we get my favorite line of the entire episode. Anna has a talking head and she says, Kimmy's birthday is coming up and it's on Halloween this year. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided to have a big costume party. Oh, I just love that it's heart. on Halloween this year. This year. <laughs> um, and then we get a cut to the bakery. Uh, like they're in a bakery ordering, you know, coffees and she's singing her own theme song and it's really yeah. cute. I love that. It was so adorable. I really want to talk about the hat that she's wearing in this scene too. Mm-hmm. Like the Ugg hat? The, yes, yes, it's an Ugg hat. It's like a micro suede outside faux fur lined inside bucket hat. <laughs> like a white like like, of the time I feel oh yeah I feel like the black eyed peas would wear that on stage yes yes and it was very like kind of juicy couture era like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that she she wore a couple of them throughout the show too because in the beginning of it she had like a pink one on we yeah loved a velour tracksuit in the early of course uh, so she says she's going to get him a new car. Um, and then, so yeah, this is where Howard's like, oh, are you sure you want to do this? And she's like, oh, of course I want to give her a car. She's been with me for over two years. And then she's like, she takes care of me. She does what I say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, two years is just like, I don't know. I mean, maybe in Anna's life when you don't have a lot of stability, like maybe two years is the longest like healthy relationship you've had with someone. Yeah. And I guess in a like entertainment celebrity type thing, I can't imagine assistants stay around that long. Like I feel like that's something that would have a good amount of turnover. I feel like it's either gotta be super high turnover or you have like one hello assistant who like, yeah, it's like your assistant for twenty years or yeah, whatever. For life. Yeah. Um, so then Howard asks what kind of car she's gonna get her. And she says, something reliable, but something nice looking, which is like every car, I think. <laughs> Maybe not in 2002, like safety standards have changed since then, but like, that's like the vaguest, that's like how she described, oh, I want a man who's like nice and nice. big. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I just want to go out to dinner. Yeah. She, you know, she's not into the she's details. The she's like a big picture person, not into the little nitty gritty details. <laughs> Um, and so then we get this really interesting, really random scene that also just cuts to it, like, right in the middle of it happening. Mm-hmm. So this woman is just talking to Anna. We don't see her come up. She's in a wheelchair, and she's saying to her, like, I think you're great, but I think you're being exploited. Mm-hmm. And so then Anna says, oh, well, I don't mind as long as I get paid for it. But she's, yeah. like, such a weird, I mean, I guess maybe E wanted to yeah, just put in see- her saying, I don't mind. Maybe. I guess so, because Anna didn't seem too bothered by yeah, it. It seemed so organic. Can you imagine you're, like, on the streets in L.A. or whatever, and you see Anna Nicole, and that's what you choose to say to her? Uh, yeah, that woman was bold. Well, yeah, maybe I guess she really bothered her, what she was seeing on TV and stuff. And it is, it does get sad, like, when you feel like, you know, someone's being exploited and they're, like, unstable in a way, so they can't, like, really stand up for themselves in your mind. So, mm-hmm. you know just like and I guess Anna does have one of those personalities that like you just want to see her do okay and protect yeah. her because she's harmless yeah. you know she's yeah. not a nasty person yeah. not like anything like that so yeah. but she's like yeah like uh, just let her she's like oh yeah eh, oh my <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah and that's like it just cuts to it happening and then that's it she's gone the woman's gone and then Howard's just like all right you ready to do this yeah ready to go car shopping and Anna's like, yeah, let's go buy Kimmy a car. And then she just, like, gets up, and she's really cute. She starts, like, making faces at the camera and, like, flexing. I know. She's just so pure. Like, she's just, like, trying to have a good time. I really wish um, – it's a shame that 
they didn't keep the reality show going. And it would also be interesting to see if she had lived, like what, because I obviously she would have gotten another reality show somewhere yeah. down the line. It would be interesting to see what it would have been like, you know, just with how everything's changed and the way that reality TV has done this these years. Yeah, I'm trying to think like what her comeback would have been if she had lived. This is so sad to speculate on. Um, was the surreal life out yet? The surreal life was. That was like around this same time, like 2003, 2004, 2005. I could see her doing a dating show. I could see E doing. Oh, a with yeah. Like, I would have liked to see her doing like a hot mess mom type show with like Sandy Lynn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like momming a little girl. Yeah, yeah, I see. I could see her doing Dancing with the Stars. Everyone does. Yes, that's yeah, the requirement. Yeah, everyone does that one. Um, the, <laughs> the Apprentice. <laughs> she totally would have done The Apprentice. Oh, my God. Now that would be funny. Yeah, she, probably, she would have been one of those people who just popped up on, like, all of those reality shows. Yeah, and every once in a while, she would have gotten her own for maybe, like, a couple seasons or, like, done something else. But, yeah, that, definitely that's what she would have done. And she would have flirted. I was just gonna say, in my dream, like, alternate universe, like, Anna's alive, she's doing well, she's, like, you know, recovered from her addictions, and she has, like, a very successful talk show. Oh, that'd be nice. Oh, that'd be fun. All right, there's parallel universes out there, and that's, I'm speaking that one into existence. Okay. She would have a great YouTube channel, too. That mm-hmm. would be a lot of fun. And she would be yeah. an Instagram influencer. She would, like, make on our Instagram live and let yeah. us know what's up. Oh, she would give such good lives. Oh my God, that would be required viewing. And then her and Danny Lynn would be like sh- shilling out the FabFitFun boxes and things like that. Yes, would. And matching outfits. Mm-hmm. I would imagine a lot of matching outfits. Always pink. Mm-hmm. See, there's a happy ending somewhere in another universe. We're gonna, we're gonna make it, damn it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So car shopping. So they go car shopping. <laughs> this is so... I think this line is just really funny she's like I didn't want to waste any time so Howard took me to a car dealership in Santa Monica (laughs) just like do they just like cut to the chase in Santa Monica (laughs) Um, they just know to get get down dirty and get down to business I assume they're looking at like brand new cars right and she's like kicking the tires on them like they're in some like shady used car lot I loved her, like, yeah. looking under the hood, yeah. like, she knows what she's looking oh, for. Oh, that was so funny when she's just, like, she looks under the hood, and then she touches it, and her hand gets greasy, of course, and she's like, you should clean these. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, though, Anna Nicole was a lot more into looking at the cars than I was the last time I bought a car. I definitely did not look under the hood, but I also knew I didn't know what anything well, I meant. I no yeah. And yeah, today. I feel like she was- a dealership, I trust you. She was, so was acting like, wow. out. Like, this is acting out, like, buying a car. Like, I need yeah. to do this, and I need to do that. Like, this is how you buy a car. Yeah, she definitely heard the thing, like, oh, you got to go kick the tires. And she was like, yes, I will kick every tire <laughs> there. was committed to kicking those tires. And then, you guys, she gets Sister Patterson. <laughs> My dearly departed Black Beetle. I used to have, I had that exact same car, 2002 Volkswagen Beetle. And I loved that car, and it died a horrible, violent death. It was totaled. Oh, no. Oh, it was, like, the biggest heartbreak of my Tell life. Tell her who you named her after. 
Dr. Sister Patterson. <laughs> Mr. Patterson, which if anyone doesn't know, which you should, because I've definitely talked about this before on an earlier episode. <laughs> but to this podcast. You know who Sister Patterson is. So that's New York as in New York. I love New York. Flavor of love, New York. That's her insane mother. I was fully obsessed with at the time. Iconic reality TV mother of the times. Yeah, just like my iconic little car. I got, I literally got like choked up when I saw that that was the car she was getting. That's like really the main reason I like picked this episode. I was like, oh, (laughs) this is going to really connect with that. One day when both of my kids are out of like car seats and boosters, I will have one again. Yeah, exactly. And Anna says like, oh, I can always do the punch buggy with her now. I know. So yeah, she's like, like, she loves these stupid, ugly cars. I was like, Anna. (laughs) That was so funny. I got that car. I went to go get gas and we used to always go to the same gas station by like the neighborhood where we lived. And the guy like knew us and would always like talk to us. And when I went to get gas the day I got it, I was like so excited about it. And the gas station guy was like, all the cars out there, you picked this stupid looking car. I was like, (laughs) and you shut your mouth. No, they're cute. I think they're cute. I wanted a bug when I was little, little. I mean, when, you know, before I had a car, I was like, I was, I wanted the the green one. It's all about that green punch buggy. I always Mm -hmm. wanted the black one. Side note, my seven, my almost seven year old is going through a big phase right now where he's obsessed with figuring out what kind of car he's going to have when he's older. So when we walk through parking lots, he's like looking in the windows of people's cars. And he's, I'm like, you can't look in people's cars. <laughs> he's like, but I have to see the outside and the inside. So Aww. I know which one I want. Oh my God. Tell him about kick, don't tell him about kicking the tires. No. <laughs> always do it. Yeah. That's all we need. So um, yes, they, they get uh, Kimmy's car. I thought it was kind of funny because they go into like the negotiation room to like sign the papers and everything. And I was like, okay, this is like the one point in time where Howard can actually be used for his intended purpose as Anna's lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I think when they started the show, he technically was not her lawyer anymore. No. So at this time, I found um, at, by this point, his law firm had been dissolved. And instead, he had a talent agency, Hot Smoochy Lips, Inc. And <laughs> Anna was, was the called. only client. what it was called? It was like a shell company because it was like only for Anna. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, Hot Smoochy Lips, yeah, Inc. I'm sure Anna came up with the, the name. That's what I'm assuming. Yikes. Um, so yeah, they get the car. <laughs> she calls it a stupid, ugly car and says that she can punch Kim anytime she gets in the car. So she's like really excited for that. Um, and then she says, uh, in her talking ed that they're going to surprise her with a car at the party that night. So I was like, Ooh, these are some like my super sweet 16 kind of vibes right here. Oh, wait, did you catch when she was paying for the car with her checkbook? Like Howard was like, is that a rubber? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was in her checkbook or just like in her bag. And he was like, why do you have that? She's like, hey, someone to get laid. Oh my God. I did that. That just like went over my head. I think I was just not paying attention at that point. Anna Nicole, safe sex icon. Oh my God. That's actually probably pretty, um, pretty progressive for 2002. Cause I don't think there were a lot of like condoms being shown on TV. Yeah, but you're not supposed to store them in, like, wallets and stuff. That's yeah. not an example. Yeah, it seemed like it was in her checkbook. <laughs> don't keep it anywhere you wouldn't keep a Hershey kiss. All right. Well, I'm giving her that. points for trying, <laughs> for advocating. Uh, so they go, they say, she says that they have to rush home to get on their costumes for the, the costume party that night. Um, so Howard is Dracula. Anna is Draculus. Mm-hmm. Draculus. It's not... A real thing. I had to Google it. <laughs> I thought it was like, is this an actual character? But it's yeah. not. Do um, female Draculas have names? Is there female Dracula? I feel well, like is she Dracula, Dracula like a guy who is a vampire? Yes. 
Right. Yes. But, I've never but, read it, but. A is a feminine a ending. Hero. So really he should be Dracula and she can right. be Dracula. Yeah. Right. Okay. Or she's like Vampira. She's kind well, of like Vampira is like too. the right. actual like character that exists, I think, in like horror movies and stuff. We also see Kimmy real quickly at this time, and she's wearing a t-shirt that says, it's only funny until someone gets hurt, then it's hilarious. That's what she's wearing her moments, her diaries. There are not many things that I hate more than a stupid catchphrase t-shirt. But that's so 2002. It's so funny that that's, like, what she's wearing in her diary room. I mean... I'm pretty sure that my brother, who would have been eight years old when this aired, had that exact t-shirt. Right, because he was an eight-year-old boy. <laughs> yes. Right. He, he loved a catchphrase t-shirt. Yeah. I don't think you people at home will, like, get this. When you're used to nowadays with, like, On the Hills, Vanderpump Rules, The Real Housewives, when they're in their diary rooms, they're completely made up head to toe with, like, hair, makeup, and outfit. Kimmy has, like, dirty hair no makeup on and she's wearing like a shirt that you would wear while you're like working out or like doing chores <laughs> and she's doing her diary room like that oh and she's just like in a bedroom like at least Anna gets like a nice backdrop and Kimmy is just like in a yeah. room somewhere it's like a little dark <laughs> yeah Howard was in like kind of like a cheap office like somewhere in the house uh, sitting in like a weird like oversized chair <laughs> yes. um I did also want to say that Anna's background is- right now too her makeup when she's like getting made up as Draculus is mm-hmm. really she's just cute little bite marks in her neck yeah yeah no her makeup looked good she's a beautiful woman before she put the wig on it was really cute where her hair was just like pinned back and I thought that that's like what she was going with and I was like oh look at her and then she like puts on the wig and the fangs and it gets so uh, not so cute I thought it was crazy that they were putting on polydent like using polydent for the yes. fangs yeah Kim says at one point she's like I never thought Anna could look ugly but when I saw her in that costume <laughs> yeah and they have to just like stand there and hold the fangs and like blow dry themselves with a hair dryer to try and get it to set too much work it doesn't seem worth it but she's dedicated um, I appreciate the dedication to a costume so Kim won me over here because she says that she wanted to be a nun because she thought it would be ironic <laughs> being dressed as a nun by at the end of the night partying as hard as she wanted to party. And I was just like, God, okay, Kim, like you have, you have a good sense of humor. And I really, yeah, that was cute. No, you could see that her sense of humor coming out. I think she was just very kind of like not camera ready, like was not one of those natural camera people, obviously. Yeah. So um they also Anna tells us that Frankie is the queen of hearts do you do you know who Frankie is I didn't notice him in any other episodes Uh, no he didn't like that didn't stick out to me okay I would love if this is just a random person that's never been introduced before and she's like and Frankie's here and he's the queen of hearts (laughs) that's totally possible with this show it's totally possible (laughs) I just like I have so many gaps in my knowledge because I just watched what was available on YouTube so it was like I don't know eight episodes I was just like this is what I can glean from that I guarantee there's always characters coming in and out of Anna's life, especially at that point. Um, so they're in the limo. Uh, Anna's like trying to get them to turn the air on, but she cannot speak through her fangs. She's like, turn the air on, air. <laughs> I know. It's already like hard to like kind of hear sometimes with the slurring and like the accent. And then when you add the teeth on top of it, like nothing's coming out right. Um, and Kimmy looks over and she's like, mama, you're scary looking. And then she takes a swig from her flask as like while in her habit, her nun habit. And I just love that. I know that was appropriate for a nun. I feel like. 
Um, so we also get an Anna voiceover. This is just like the weirdest random throwaway because it doesn't pan out to be anything, but I think that's kind of the theme of like this show. Uh, she's like, on the way to the party, we stopped to get my friend Rip Taylor. And so I don't, I didn't know who Rip Taylor was. Oh, he's like some old timey comedian that like would always pop up on like talk shows. I feel like he was a big talk show staple. So he's probably back from the time of like Johnny Carson, I would imagine. I don't know like what his whole deal and story is, but he's just like one of those guys like our parents like would know exactly who he is. And his big thing was like throwing confetti places. Like he would always like throw confetti everywhere. But I think he was like a comedian. Yeah, like, so I, I had to shtick. Google him, and I was oh, like, you okay, Google he's him. Like, oh, okay. Comedian. I just didn't know who he was when he got in her car. I don't. I didn't know they were friends. <laughs> like chilling out. Like, oh, let me pick you up on the way to the party, Rip. Don't worry. But like, he's not seen at any point in the rest of the episode. So, well, you see him a couple times in the party. Okay, like, they, in the background shots. I, I they don't focus on him. Like, I thought, oh, is he like performing at the party? Is that why they're bringing him? But no, he's just there to like throw confetti and just be himself. It's just like Chekhov's Rip Taylor. Like, you introduce him and then you don't do anything with him. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, you're a theater major, so you would appreciate that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he gets in the car and they like do a really weird kiss on the cheek thing where he kisses her like very quickly in quick succession. It looks like he's kind of chewing her face. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I thought that was weird. Eat her up. Um, so they go to Fubar in West Hollywood, which is still around. I had to check. Yeah, I which knew I feel like that it's one of the like iconic clubs out there. Yeah, because that's when I heard that name. I was like, wow. I was like, I didn't realize it was back then. It had been around so long. Usually LA clubs, I always just think the thing is like they're only around for like five, ten years. <laughs> gone. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting that like FUBAR has such longevity. Yeah. There's also a FUBAR in my college town, but it closed my <laughs> freshman year. So mm -hmm. it wasn't great. Well, maybe people like to go because it's like, oh my God, this is where the Halloween party was. on the <laughs> end. So We got to go. We got to go. Yeah, that's that's what made it iconic because it's one <laughs> single episode of the Anna Nicole show. Here we have to go. Now, if I ever do get to go, that's exactly the what I'm going to be thinking. Of course, I'm going to be like, oh my god, this is where they filmed that. Um, so Kimmy tells us that Anna ordered strippers for the party. Uh, so one of the lady strippers like grabs Kim as soon as she walks in and starts dancing on her, giving a lap dance, and so. I don't know if this is Kim being genuine. I don't know if she's <laughs> speculate or not, but she's like, oh, I was like, help, help, someone get me out of here. No offense mm -hmm. to the dancer. You know, she was she was great, but like, I just didn't want any part of that. Yeah. So I like, hmm. yeah, I think she protests too much. And I also thought it was awkward, like a little bit later when she talks about like how she got the, um, she got the lap dance from like the male stripper. And it was just weird the way like at the end, she was like, I was not happy when that was over. Like. Okay. So, like, like, news about everything. Like she's so like one like monotone type wow. thing. It's kind of hard to understand like what she likes either way because <laughs> yeah. it's like her expression doesn't change too much. She kind of had the same energy for talking about the lady stripper that she didn't like as the male stripper, which she allegedly did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> allegedly. Everything is alleged here. Alleged. Yes. Um, so yeah, she got away from the stripper, I guess. And then she starts talking about the different, she just like lists all of the costumes that were there at her party. Uh, so again, we just get another random person. She's like, Lisa was a brownie. And I'm like, who's Lisa? I know. 
that's what like they, they did all these weird things and like they're talking about the people who worked on the show and stuff too like one of the producers didn't one of the producers dress like Kim yeah she came yes. dressed like in a purple wig and she was like dancing on Anna that was weird right yeah okay. that's weird on like a couple <laughs> different levels yes um, I thought it was also interesting that they, like, so willingly broke the fourth wall because I know that that was, like, I don't know, maybe there was a thing in, like, early reality TV where it was, like, no big deal to do that, but then as, like, it got more, you know, ubiquitous, we're kind of, like, no, we're going to put, like, the veil back up, and now it's more, like, no, we're going to break the fourth wall again, like, there's kind of this mm-hmm. new vibe of doing that, so I just thought it was interesting that, like, back in 2002 they were. Mm-hmm. Maybe because it was, like, a party scenario, and that's why they could kind of, like, break the fourth wall like that. It's not like there was necessarily, like, a storyline, or they were, like, I mean, it was, like, they were just letting people, like, a documentary would. They were just, like, doing their thing, but maybe since it was, like, that party atmosphere. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought that that was kind of interesting. <clears throat> um, so they just list all of the other different costumes. She's like, I saw a cowboy, schoolgirl-looking people. Howard's sister was a winch. I was like, that's not a costume. <laughs> I was more about Howard's sister, though, because I don't think she showed up a lot on the series at all. And I was like, I want to know about Howard's sister. Like, yeah, I, I want to know about their dynamic. Kim was saying, like, oh, I'm so glad to finally meet you. Huh. Huh. Maybe she's not from there then. Because I just assumed, oh, if she's, like, in California, how come we weren't, like, meeting her, too? I don't know. I mean, it's also, like, if you think about it, it would be way weirder if Howard was, like, if Howard was doing what he was supposed to be doing, which is being Anna's lawyer, it'd be really weird to go to your brother's client's assistant's birthday party. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's, like, a far jump to to know someone. So, I don't know. This whole situation with Howard and Kim is weird anyway, so it's just, like, maybe the sister was just, like, I'm kind of gonna stay out of this. This is trouble. I also was wondering, because there was, like, a ton of people at the party, and I felt like nowadays with reality shows, they would not have, like, that many people, like, in one area for camera, like, because they oh, would yeah. just, right. you know, like, I feel like sometimes on, like, OC, there, it looks like there's, like, 15 people at the party, and it looks like it could fit, like, 200 people, and there's just, like, a few people, like, milling about, because they like to keep, I don't know why, like, yeah, it's actually interesting because I know um, in my episode from last week uh, when I was talking about, you know, I was talking about Jersey Shore and Snooki dancing at, on the stage, but it was like Snooki was completely alone. Like they had cleared the area for her. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's maybe that is part of it. Like more people, the more like safety issues there's going to be and the more like problems with production. I don't know, but it was just crazy. I'm like, wow, they would like never fill space with this many people like anymore. But you definitely get that, like, actual party vibe because it's so crowded. Like, you kind of almost feel like you get a claustrophobic feeling watching it. At least I did. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... See it is on Vanderpump Rules when they do Pride. That's, like, the only time when you see, like, things get, like, crazy like that. See, I don't watch Vanderpump Rules. Oh, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I'm a little here on that one. (laughs) It's on my list to get to eventually, but I need to, like, let it be further in the past so I'm gonna get there in a year yeah yeah don't worry Just take your time there's enough there's enough out there to watch <laughs> so yeah we see the party scenes people dancing um I do notice that a couple of times we like it, the camera cuts over to Anna and she just kind of like gives this like grin showing her fangs and it's really cute I know they, they that poly dent worked it stayed <laughs> on all night I know it looked real rough like it was like a very gummy smile <laughs> 
Yeah. I was getting worried though. Cause I'm like, all right, we know Anna takes medications. Like I said, Kimmy was saying this time she was taking methadone and we see her drinking so much. Like that is just like, you know, that was hard to watch. You know? Yeah. I mean, looking back, great. yeah, you know, we know yeah. it's going to go for her. So yeah. So it will be knowing that. Yeah. That's what made it so hard to watch. Um, so in the middle of the party, Howard kind of has a voiceover and he says that he was nervous about getting the car set up, you know, because like he's next to Kim all the time and he doesn't know how he's going to break away. And then we see him very easily walk outside, get the car, yeah. like drive well, it in front of him. I would think what would be harder would be getting away from Kim to go buy the car. Like, yeah. In front of the club is no biggie. <laughs> yeah. She even says as much as she's basically when she gets to it, she's just like, wow, when did you go? Like, how did you do this? Or yeah. when did you guys do yeah, this? She's distracted in the party. Like you would have to like go out of your way to distract her right. on a normal party, day. You say you're going to the bathroom out. and you go outside and get the car. Like, that's easy. So that was yeah. kind of funny that he was like, yeah, it's going to be so hard. And then he just goes and gets it. Um, so then he goes back inside and tells Kim that she has to blow out some candles and so then they do actually take her to a cake, which is great. I would be really mad yeah. if someone's like, oh, come blow out your birthday candles. And there wasn't cake. Oh, God. No, you can't do that to a person. Did you notice that they just rip the cake box open like animals? <laughs> no, I don't think I noticed that. They just rip off the top of the cake box. I was just like worried that they were going to damage the cake in the ripping of the box. Obviously, the cake is what I'm focused on. Right. right. Priorities. Um, so Kimmy gets like a lot of presents. I also noticed like she, I don't, I figure that not everyone at Fubar was there for her birthday. Cause it's like a club on Halloween, but she still gets like a bunch of presents. And that's not all of them. Cause Anna said she stopped, um, the presents because she couldn't wait to give hers. So she's yeah. like, oh, I couldn't wait. So she even had more to open. So, so everyone must love Kimmy. That makes me, like, that makes me, um, more curious about like what her background is because I kind of felt like her and Anna were like kindred spirits, kind of like lonely souls who found each other, but yeah, obviously like, against the world. Yeah. She's very yeah. popular. She has all these friends who are willing and these, they were like nice gifts that were like pretty big. Like there was like a nice pillow and like a fucking, some kind of sex toy I saw. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's basket it looked like yeah so I don't know I thought that was kind of interesting um but yes Anna does say from? I wonder if she's from California I couldn't find it she's, she's they like said it was a desert um the like resort it was a desert resort so I mean it could be that area it could be California or like you know Nevada or something so it could not she could not have grown up too far away from there mm -hmm. so that would make sense yeah but I don't know. Good for Kimmy, like having all those yeah. friends. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Anna said like she couldn't stand it anymore. Let's go get your other present. So they they blindfold her and they take her outside. And then of course, when they take the blindfold off, she sees her beautiful new car, which she is ecstatic over. She looks she looks genuinely surprised and yeah. really oh, yeah. great. It's sweet. Yeah. Yeah, it's really sweet. So she's just like, I was so shocked I couldn't even describe. And I was thinking, God, how could you have pulled this off behind my back? I was like, if this did happen in one day, that's, this is probably, like, the only thing that happened in one day, because that was the only way they were able to, like, pull it off and, like, right. it from her. Oh, yeah, I guess if it was her birthday, they could have figured out some other way to, like, distract her while they were doing the car. Well, apparently she has a million other friends, so maybe someone took her out to lunch. Yeah, yeah that's true. Could have been when they were all getting ready, because it seemed like they went right from car shopping to getting ready for the party, so maybe, like, who knows, maybe she was doing stuff at the house, like, to get ready. So she's really excited. She gets in the car and she's just like 
really happy. She's, of course, thanking Anna, and they tell each other that they love one another. Um, and Kim says that by far Anna's the most generous person she's ever met. And I, I believe that. Like, Anna Nicole Smith seems like a person who would yeah. get a shirt off her back if, like, you were close to her. Sure. Yeah. Did you watch the Cousin Shelly episode? I right? did. I was kind of, like, distracted as I was watching it, so I was in and out, but I did watch that one, too. Yeah, because it's, like, she gives, like, her some money at the end of, like, the episode and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. And I saw some of the stuff that I was reading about Cousin Shelly was, like, she's just a grifter who was just trying to get stuff from Anna, and she would claim that she missed her, but, like, that wasn't true. Probably, unfortunately. But it was, like, yeah, some cousin of hers. I was trying to find out what happened to Cousin Shelly, too, but I couldn't find. She also, like Kim, like, scrubbed herself or... Hopefully he's doing okay wherever she is because she was uh, looking rough back then. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, they Kim gets the car. They go back inside to party some more. Um, I just like wrote down a few things. Anna dances with a very, like, very heavily tattooed and pierced man. He was terrifying. I wrote a note about him too, just that he was terrifying. Yes. I feel uh, like we've seen that guy on like TV shows and stuff before. Like I, I think he looked familiar. I thought so too, but I honestly like his face looked different than the face that I remember for like the very heavily tattooed man that I've seen on talk shows and stuff. Yeah, I didn't know. I can't like claw, like remember where else he could have been from, but that's what I thought like maybe he was. Yeah, so she dances with him. She takes some jello shots. Um, and so then she goes, by the end of the night, the party was really rocking. So me and Howard decide to sing some karaoke. <laughs> they sing on the road again. On the road again. I was like, this is the, the least, like it's the most just. It's it classical rock. Vibe. What it's do you want? It's classical rock. But it's not the vibe of a Halloween party at Pool Bar in West Hollywood. Not at all. Like, yeah, it's a total vibe killer. Also, did the club have the karaoke machine? Like, is they there karaoke like nights at Pool Bar? Apparently. Yeah, apparently there was. I was just watching, um, I've been, like, really into, like, theme park videos. And there was one I was watching about the Hard Rock theme park, which I'd never, like, even knew existed. But apparently it did in Myrtle Beach. And one of the things for the queue was you could do karaoke while you waited and I actually thought that was That's kind of genius. fun. That's cute. Yeah. I like that. I love karaoke. My bachelorette party was a karaoke party. It I was. Karaoke. Good time. But I like and the Korean like you go into a room with all of your friends karaoke not like you're in a room in front of strangers karaoke. That's what we did. We did it in Atlantic City and it was like a private room and it's like all like glass walls so like there, it is like a karaoke bar with strangers but we have the private room so everyone else in the bar can like see you but they can't hear you and you have like a bouncer outside the door and you have like control of like all the stuff and you can just they hear awesome. microphones and you like sing your heart out and it was awesome. Got the it was fun. Yeah. Yeah that's awesome. Um, so yeah, they do karaoke and then, uh, Kim says that she partied too much and she was starting to feel sick. So that's when they knew it was time to go home. Mm -hmm. And so in the limo, we get some lovely scenes of Kim puking into a hat. Howard's hat. Yeah. <laughs> they were trying to figure out what hat. Kim says she doesn't want millions of people to see her throwing up. Like, well then, Kimmy. I know. Don't be on the reality TV show, girlfriend. I know. <laughs> up for her he was like fuck those other people it's not about them it's about us i know but then i was like but we are the other people <laughs> <laughs> i guess he just told us to all go fuck ourselves I but i wasn't judging i've been there kenny i was not judging you i i thought it was kind of cute how he was like drunkenly being like fuck those people <laughs> it's about I your love friends 
<laughs> real Howard right there. I think he's so weird and kind of like I untrustworthy, like from an outsider's perspective. But maybe like he does also seem like a good friend within his friend network. He's just such an odd so character. Bougie. Yeah. Well, I think he like that's what the I always got the impression like the douchey impression. And then as I was kind of doing research looking into this, I was like maybe he did just did get like kind of a bad rap for some of the things like. Because I think he also probably was doing his own addiction problems and whether that came before meeting Anna or it was like a result of just being a part of her world. Like, obviously he was like going through something too at that time. And I think it's interesting that, um, I mean, I don't know if he would, like, he had been convicted of like, I guess it was considered a felony of like um, buying prescriptions for her. And so he... Aww. But it ended up getting overturned, and the last judge that kind of looked at it said, like, you know, this was unfair. Like, you guys were trying to use him as a scapegoat. Like, he didn't do all these things that he did. He did not realize, like, he was committing a crime. Like, you know, who knows what the details were, but I found it very interesting that, like, there was a couple things from two different judges I read were in support of Howard. So that's why I was like, woo. I was like, maybe Howard's, like, not as bad as, like, we all assumed he was. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I, saw that, I saw that too. And I saw also that in that the one single interview Kim ever gave, like post Anna's death, she stuck up for him and she was like, no, he loved her. Like he was a good guy. He wouldn't do anything like that. Yeah, that I found that on YouTube. I have to look for that. I think it might be. I, I read it, but I think there might be like a video of it yeah. too. It says and she's also to entertainment that tonight. Yeah, and also the fact that Larry like still talks to him and still is okay <laughs> with him being the executor of her estate. Like, I felt like that that all says like maybe he really isn't as bad as like you know we assumed he would be you know so maybe hashtag justice for Howard K. Stern I was about to say I don't know if I'm quite ready to say hashtag justice for (laughs) Howard K. Stern but like maybe though I'm not willing to turn that down we'll just have to see how things shake out like how the the lawsuits I guess eventually end up since they're still ongoing did you see what he's doing now Oh, yeah. Actually, I did see what he's doing now because he's doing um, Public Defender, right? Yeah, I like that. Oh. And he's not poor either. Apparently, in 2016, he was in the top 10, like, richest lawyers in the world. Oh, dang. Hmm. But they said it was, like, he wasn't, like, it was still, like, half a million dollars. But still, like, that means he's, he's still successful. I wasn't sure how he was doing at all. Like, I just hadn't heard anything, so I just assumed he, he, ah, I'm spilling. Sorry. <laughs> um, I just assumed he wasn't doing well, but I was like, all right, so maybe he got his life together, you know, maybe Anna, like, kind of woke him up to changing his ways and everything. And yeah, I hope so. I'd much rather that than any alternative. There's enough sadness in the story of Anna Nicole. Definitely. Um, so that, that's basically the end. Uh, as the credits roll, we do get this cute little deleted scene of Howard and Anna when they were coming out of the bakery. And she's just like doing karate moves towards the camera. And then at one point she's like, you know, I could if I wanted to, I could kick your ass. Yeah. And Howard was like, hey, we're exploiting you. You're being exploited yeah. right now. Like making fun of that lady that had yeah. just been talking to her. And she's like, whatever, as long as I'm having fun. I was mm-hmm. like, Aw. And then she just like karate chops at the camera. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. So typically I do the where are they now, but we basically covered every single thing I was going to say. Like we have the oh, whole sorry. No, it's fine because like that was just like the natural way that it went. So 
yeah, we talked about where they are now. I mean, Anna obviously passed away in 2007. The only things that I did, we didn't touch on were just the fact that she did like a couple of small like movies after um, the show ended. She was in a, 2000, a 2003 film called Wasabi Tuna, where she actually played an exaggerated version of herself. Okay. Um, and her dog Sugar Pie was in it as well. I didn't Sugar look up the plot like super well, but it was something like drag queen steal Sugar Pie and she has to get her back. <laughs> Oh, I would love to see that. I know. We're like, this sounds right up my alley. Maybe we so. should do an episode about that. You can come on and oh, talk about it. <laughs> yeah, so we'll have to watch that and see. Um, and then in late 2005, she signed on to do an indie film with uh, the wrestler the wrestler China, who, of course, has also passed away since then. Um, it was called Illegal Aliens. Uh, so maybe not the most uh, PC term in 2019. I don't think it would mm-hmm. do well. Um, But it also apparently did very horrible and was, like, released direct to DVD, uh, like, a month or two after she died, actually. Mm, Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I didn't see it, but I remember, like, how she had that movie that got released. So that was it for Anna Nicole. Um, Howard, we talked about, you know, he's doing, uh, working at the LA Public Defender's Office, and then... Kimmy has dropped off the face of the earth. Um, The only other thing I could find was that in 2011, actually, so eight years ago now, um, Radar Online, and Radar we know is not super reliable. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They also, the headline was the most ridiculous thing. It was like, Anna Nicole's assistant still handling drugs. Um, and then the story was about how she now works at an ophthalmology office in Southern, Southern oh. California. Oh my God, Radar, you're the worst. You really are. Yeah, so she regularly coordinates, it, coordinates clinical trials involving the distribution of drugs for their research department. So that's how she's handling drugs. Okay, so maybe she's probably doing something similar to that, you know. But at least those people had somewhat happy, normal endings, hopefully. Yeah, it's interesting that both her and Howard are just like, you know what, like, we're good. We're going to step back and just kind of, like, live our lives now. I would love them. They should come together and write a book. I would love, I would just love to, like, know a little bit more about what that time was like. Scoop, yeah. Although I feel like now, because they loved and respected Anna so much, I feel like they'll never talk about it because Danny Lynn's at the age where she can find it. You're right. Right. You're right. And maybe that's why, like, he never spoke about it either. Maybe he just... That's really classy. And that shows a lot of, like, foresight on their part, if that's what they were thinking. I feel right. like it was because that was, I mean, that was like the last thing that happened at the end of her life was just like this big thing with her daughter. And I feel like that's just, Danny Lynn was on everyone's mind, like in the wake mm-hmm. of Anna's death. So maybe they were just like, you know what, we're not, it's not worth it to talk about yeah. anything. Like, well, especially we if Howard did think of her as like a daughter, you know, like even if like he wasn't sure or like knew in the bottom of his heart that he wasn't her father, he still did take care of her. Right, if first he was caring for her, he had, you know, he was attached. Yeah, yeah I mean, and he also said like t- when- when the paternity case like shook out and it was determined that Larry was the father, uh, Larry had said in an interview that like Howard was immediately like, okay, well, this is how you change her diaper and this is how you do that. And he was just immediately like ready to help and just wanted the best for her. How do you think that was like for, like, so if we're going by the narrative that Howard's like not a bad guy, how do you think that was for him in like six months going from a whole family to like literally nobody? It's truly amazing that he didn't end up overdosing as well. Really? He was also struggling with drugs at this point in time. Like, it's amazing that he was able to, like, turn his life around and, like, keep moving forward and not, like, sink into the same pit of, like, despair that basically Anna had after Daniel's death. 
Yeah. Did he ever like openly talk about that? I'm like, this is just all my assumptions that he was doing it just from looking at him. <laughs> like, honestly. I don't, I don't think he did, but I, no, nothing that I could find anyway, but I feel like also like as a lawyer, I mean, I'm sure he was still like on the bar in California, even if he didn't have his law firm, it just, you can't admit to that kind of thing. True. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So the last question I always like to ask is, does this hold up slash is it worth a rewatch? So what do you think? I mean, interpret that how you will. Jessica, what do you think? <laughs> you go first. It was just really sad to watch now. Like, I don't know if I'm going to go back and watch any more of it. It's like a definitely, if you're like interested in like the early 2000s, it's, it's something to watch. I <laughs> think it's definitely like it's a very, very early 2000s. Yeah. Of the time. But I think knowing how it's all going to pan out, it's, it feels darker now than it did at the time. So I guess I would say if you are going to go back and rewatch it, just know it's like not going to feel the same <laughs> as it did at the time. Yeah, I mean, I ended up, like, also, I like Anna, and, like, I was like, oh, wow, and just maybe watch, like, a whole bunch of episodes, and I did kind of go down a K-hole and watch, like, a whole bunch, so, but, no, there are, like, moments in here where it makes me, like, yeah, like, like I said, the drinking at the, like, Halloween party and certain things, I'm just like, oh, like, kind of does make me sad, and, like, like, anytime I saw Daniel, I just got, like, very sad, like, that's, like, so tragic, um, but, I mean, does it hold up? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it holds up. It's wow. very much of the time. It's of that era. I wouldn't yeah. call this a timeless <laughs> reaction show. But if you're into Anne Nicole, like, it's definitely interesting to watch and, like, worth to, you know. If you don't know much about her and you're curious about it, I encourage you to go ahead and learn some more about her. Yeah, yeah. if you've never seen it, it's worth checking out. And I think it's also, I mean, it still feels pretty relevant to like today's culture and fascination with celebrity. And I think it's kind of a good, I don't know, warning message to people to like kind of remind us to not get too invested in these people's lives and not, you know, just doing these things that drive them to the point of addiction and things like that. Just there have been a few times in American pop culture within the last couple of decades when we've really hurt some young women because of the way the media has treated them. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking like Anna Nicole, I'm thinking Britney. So it's just like, kind of remembering like it's a good kind of like remember what not to do mm -hmm. right and it's sad because like I feel like if she had lived to be like around today she'd be a lot more like celebrated for who she is oh, yeah. made fun yeah. of for like who she is for sure no, that's so true because it's like Britney survived and now like there's this whole renaissance where everyone only wants the best for her like right. everyone yeah. is only wanting Britney to do well like whatever that may be and I feel like it would be the same case for Anna Nicole it's just like we're just gonna root for her she's an icon we stand Anna whereas like yeah. unfortunately she'd passed away in the like midst of just this celebrity culture where we were just exploiting these young women so it's just really sad that she's kind of memorialized in that kind of regard instead of getting the like renaissance that she deserved yeah. right so hashtag justice for anna nicole hashtag justice for anna amen yes all right you guys well we are at the end of the episode so please tell the people where they can find you you can find us on Instagram at totally paused pod and on Twitter at totally pause pod. No D because it was too many characters. You can find me on all social media at just paused pod. And you can follow me, Siobhan, at uh, Sio Monroe, S I O M O N R O E. 
Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you later. Amber Audi. Of our podcast. And if you'd like to follow Snapback to Reality, I'm on Facebook at Snapback to Reality Podcast, Instagram at Snapback to Reality Pod, or you can follow my personal Instagram at really underscore Riley. Um, and if you'd like to send me an email, I'm at snapbackpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, so thank you guys so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. It was really fun. It's very exciting. I'm so glad that you guys, you got to be on my show for your very first appearance as guests. It was our pleasure. I'm so excited we got to talk about this one too. You told me it was like a very coveted uh, show to talk about. So I'm glad we got it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think also it was, you guys were maybe the perfect guest to talk about. I think we had a really good discussion. (laughs) And I'm really glad that you have like a comprehensive knowledge of like Anna Mm -hmm. Nicole's background, Siobhan, because we needed that. We needed the Yeah. Don't worry. That's what I told Jess. It's like, I got you. Any research on the background? Because I was like, Siobhan, she's got this. (laughs) I'm good. I did (laughs) the briefest of refreshers, like brief, brief. And I was like, got it, got it, got it. All came back to me. All right, everyone. Well, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Give um, I Totally Pause a listen and rate, review, and subscribe to that as well. And otherwise, have a great rest of your day, you guys. Bye. Bye.